Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Welcome to what I like to refer to as the dark, depressing part of the sports year. When football ends. Welcome. <laughs> but we, we got the USFL to look forward to. Yeah, 60 days from today. Is it? Yeah. 60 days. Uh, yeah, 60 days. There's no more football games, kids. So I hope you watched the Super Bowl last night and ate your wings and your cheese dip and oh. consumed what you consumed because uh, it's going to be a long well, time. Speaking of that, we need to ask everybody, what did they eat? Did they, Or did they eat their charcuterie board? Somebody yeah. sent us a picture of a charcuterie board, they by did. the way. So I want to know what, what everybody was eating there for the Super Bowl. I, I was wings, pizza, and charcuterie board. I got all three of them in. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, my palate would want to taste all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did I you put honey on your nuts and your and your crackers? No, I did not. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't have time. I was I was really really hungry, so no, I ate everything separate. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, what about you? Did you have like a grape and some, a communion wafer cracker that was so thin you could read the newspaper through it and? Got the strikeout wings, the Rossley oh, strikeout oh, no, wings. That's next Those level. Okay. I had like the house I was at, we they, we had venison chili going, some pulled pork, sloppy joes, some mm. pizza, wings, chips, and every kind of dip you could possibly imagine. Yeah. So I had like four or five dinners last night. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, of course you did. Venison chili is so underrated. Yeah. I just had to keep going back. I yeah, just couldn't not keep going back. Yeah, I had childhood friend, their family, the big deer hunters, and you didn't eat anything over there that wasn't made with venison. It's it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. mm. What'd you eat, Mickey? Uh, pizza, wings, chili, dip. I had like three carrots just because I feel like I needed to. Oh, and so so the charcuterie board was available. It was not available. Oh, there were things that could have been on one, on one. but not okay, like honey it. with the little wooden dipper and no, the grapes had, and that. Yeah, no okay. Either. I just had the olives, cheese, and sausages, you know, salami, stuff like that. Well, Aaron Donald, uh, for his Super Bowl dinner, he had uh, Joe Burrow. Because yeah. that dude harassed him. It, it, something happened to him, like the switch flipped, and he's like, we're going to screw around. No, no, what happens is he pushed Burrow out of bounds, and, and the Bengals made a huge deal about I it. I mean, a huge mistake by going over there and saying, oh, hey, what's going on, man? That's a quarterback. Which you're naturally supposed to do. Sure. And Donald got up, and all I kept thinking about was Coach Mack's story where he said he ripped off a guy's face mask during training camp. Ripped it off of his helmet, which they're screwed onto them, by the way. Yes, his helmet (laughs) stayed on, his face mask did not. He ripped it off. So I kept on saying, "Uh uh-oh, these guys didn't bark up the wrong tree. They came over there pushing instead of just saying, hey, man, what's going on? They came over there pushing and shoving, and Aaron Donald, man, he looks like an old nice guy. Well, come football time, anything to do with football, he is a killer. Uh, so that after that, it just kind of changed the whole, I, I guess, uh, momentum of what they were doing. And he just started wrecking shop after that. I mean, to a whole nother level. It's just kind of interesting when you watch Aaron Donald. Most of the guys get really tired, whether you're on the offense or defense or in the in the trenches. It seems like he kind of gets uh, stronger and uh, faster as time goes on. Like his his conditioning is at a different level than theirs. And if you met him, you would probably wouldn't even know. That he plays D tackle, you would think, oh, he's a big, big linebacker. Yep, it's a guy's ripped up all over the place. He's, he's only like six, six feet, six one, and like two eighty five or yeah. something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much he weighed, but he, yeah, he's uh, wow. I mean, it's kind of interesting to see. I know we're, you know, always what we see now type moment, but he's up there with one of the, you know, some of the top defensive players of all time. Uh, you know, some people are trying to say he is the best, but I, I'm not going to go that far because I haven't watched the era, every era. I mean, only era I could talk about really is Lawrence Taylor and then moving forward from that era up. 
Uh, so I, it's really hard for me to say that, but, uh, man, I would have to say he's on the top five list. There's he, been some spectacular defensive players. He is. Aaron Donald has played uh, since 2014. Smith, I mean, there's some guys out there. Bruce Smith is. He's probably. Is he, is he number one at D tackle, though? Now, that could be the question. He is. He's played since 2014. So, what is that? Eight years, 14, 15, 16, 17, yep. 18, 19, 20, 20. He's played eight years. He has made eight Pro Bowls and seven first time all first team All Pro. He didn't make first team All Pro as a rookie, but he did make the Pro Bowl every other year. He has been both first team All Pro and and and, and made the Pro Bowl. He has 98 sacks in eight years. As an interior defensive lineman, he has 98 sacks. Well, my argument would be like, but, but you are close to the quarterback. But he's closer. <laughs> but no, and he, like, how many defensive player of the year awards has he got? He, uh, let's see. Now, some people always say this in the last two or three years that he's the best player in the NFL. That's why Donald has three. I think he has three defensive players, players of, the of the year. Wow. I mean, and uh, that's why I said they got him for cheap. I think he signed an eight-year, $97 million. I think that's what this is all about. He may retire if they don't give him his money, but I think he feels like he should be in that uh, range where all this big dough is being handed out. If he's considered not only the best defensive player, but one of the best players in the National Football League. And I, it's hard to argue that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I want you back, hey, man, I can soften this cap blow when you give me that $200 million contract. <laughs> Ooh, sometimes I dream. And guys, now, Patrick Willis is kind of the guy to me who I look at. He came in. He was fantastic. He's had a similar career to this. He played eight years. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, that's it. I can still think. I can still walk. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder now how many dudes are like, I love football, but I've read the studies. I see all this stuff. I I'm just, I'm done. Well, I, I think it all started when the money got crazy. Right. I, I you have the money the, now to yeah, do that. And you yeah. didn't used to have that. Yeah, so I think that's where a lot of the guys, depending on their, their backdrop and their thought process on how they want to go about their business and how they live their lifestyle during that time. And, and at the end, thinking that I'm a, you know, hit them over the head a couple of times as far as getting paid. And then I'm shelving it. I'm going to be focused and play the best I can, but. At the end of the day, you know, I'm not trying to. I want to be able to walk when I'm I'm 50, you know. Right. And, you know, especially the guys that are hitting every single play. But guys used to play several years, honestly, and and not make a million dollars in the league. They they might. Well, we're far from that. Yeah. But, uh, I think that probably ended right after the '92 uh, CBA. CBA. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of changed there. Aaron Donald. I, I pulled this up. I know we got to take a break, Lucas, but we'll do Ding Dong of the Week next. I went back and looked at his scouting report. You know who his comp was? Jarrell. Uh, well, yeah, Jarrell Casey was after him, but that's, yeah. They comped him. Well, Maybe they. The same year? No, no. Jarrell was before him. Before him. Oh. They comped him as his, his comp for an NFL player was Jarrell Casey. His overall weaknesses marginal size with very little growth potential. Right. Uh, and I remember people saying he had short arms at the time, although this isn't that isn't mentioned. Inconsistent anchor, uh, struggles when opponents run at him, can be overwhelmed by bigger, longer-limbed blockers, and often takes himself out of position to make a play. He has diminutive stature for a defensive tackle. He's six feet and 285 pounds. 
But, but he still went fifteenth uh, pick, right? I think he went thirteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, obviously, some people saw him in different light, and that shows you, uh, you know, there. And this is what really baffles me. When you're talking about a first-round pick, you have to meet all these measurables, but your play doesn't have to equal the measurables. Yeah, the first-round talented guys, which is you know, it's kind of interesting. That's why people say, well, you have more, uh, you know, misses in the first round because you're projecting based off their athleticism and their size, uh, and that's how you don't. Instead of looking at the film and saying, well, this guy can be an elite player, I don't care what size he is. And that's what goes in the first round. Well, Coach Mack and the crew, they liked what they saw because uh, Coach Mack and Fishbone were in L.A. when uh, or St. Louis at that time, actually, when they when they He's made that happen. Dudes. He is one of those dudes. Uh, you want to be one of those dudes or dudettes who has a ding-dong, you can call us next with the ding-dong of the week. Also, I think Dale and Brentwood just wants to talk a little football. We'll take your phone calls next on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. It's Blaine and Mickey. It is Monday. It is 104.5 The Zone. Who Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. So, uh, literally, we start the off-season discussion today. So, you know, we got to start talking draft picks and free agency and all of those things for the Titans, and we will do that. But on Monday, we uh, we look back, every Monday, and we look back at who are the biggest ding-dongs in the sports world. Um, I'm going to have to give a ding-dong to Lonzo. He said he ate Wendy's during the Super Bowl. Lonzo, we got a, a Baconator is... And large fries, he said. We got to get Lonzo like to a party next year, somebody's Super Bowl party, and, and get him some some Super Bowl grub. Nothing's wrong with our friend at Wendy's. I'll I'll chow down a baconator, but that once a year, man, you got to throw something together for the Super Bowl. Eric in Nashville always likes to check in uh, when it's time for Ding Dong of the Week. Brought to you by Mark Spain. Go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Or as we like to say, don't be a ding dong. Use Mark Spain. Eric, Eric, welcome in to Ding Dong of the Week. Guys, you would not believe this. I actually have three Ding Dongs. Well, let's let's hear about all of them. Guys, my first one, this actually goes back to last week. Guys, y'all remember shortly after Pro Bowl that Alvin Kamara got arrested for, for, for allegedly an incident that happened at a nightclub uh, in Las Vegas. But my Ding Dong goes to the NFL and to the uh, Las Vegas police department because allegedly they knew about that incident before he played in the pro bowl now guys if that is true how bad does that make the nfl and the las vegas police department look that they knew about that incident that happened at the nightclub before he played in the pro bowl and you still let him and allow him to play that's just disgusting guys my ding dong number two has to go to vernon hargroves the third the guy for the Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> apparently after that interception at the end zone, he runs out onto the field and celebrates with them in the end zone. You just cannot do that. That is just totally, totally dumb and totally, totally stupid. It could have wound up seriously costing the Bengals, but it did cost a field position because it was in the end zone. They were in the 25-yard line, but they went inside the 10 because of that stupid mistake he made to try and run on the field and celebrate with his teammates. And, guys, my last ding-dong is this. The Cincinnati Bengals, look, they're a great organization. I give them props. No no qualms with them as, as a team and everything. I hope they can get back to the Super Bowl. But the main thing, though, goes, has to go to Mike Brown. This is kind of a preemptive ding dong, and here's why. Everybody said, well, you know, they need to go get an offensive lineman and do all this stuff. 
do we really trust he's going to do the things necessary to make this team nope. better? This is a guy that is cheap on his practice facilities. So <laughs> is he going to spend the money for offensive linemen, Joe Burrow, uh, Jamal Chase, and Joe Mixon? The contracts are up in 2023. Is he really going to pay the money to re-sign them? I just don't trust the guy, so he gets a preemptive ding-dong because I don't think he's going to make the moves and do what is necessary to make that team better. So if I'm Bengals fan, you better enjoy it while you can. Maybe you have another year or two, but if they don't give him that much for the offensive line, he is going to get killed. It looked like it was when that one play when he hurt his knee and was grimacing in pain. He's been sacked, including the playoffs, over 70 times. And, you know, it just looks like he's going to get him killed. Y'all take care, guys. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, I definitely like those. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't know. Maybe he'll see, you know, the sign of, oh, man, we can get back there. Maybe he will spend a little bit more than he normally. But I I, I would assume that it's still going to be at least like $25 million uh, extra in the, in the cap <laughs> for space. <laughs> you got to protect his quarterback. Uh, so you got to at least you – can, you can do that through the draft and free agency, by the way. You can sign one veteran guy – Draft two guys high. Uh, so it can be done without spending a lot of cap. <laughs> you got to just kind of go higher in the draft. Draft, You know, I, I was jokingly going to say that uh, they should just draft all offense, I mean, offensive linemen in the draft, but they do need some defensive backup too as well. Yeah, there's if you just like search Bengals and cheap on Google, there's all kinds of stories that come up. <laughs> Like even down to how many full time scouts they have and things like that. And like Eric said, they're, you know, too cheap to work on their practice facility. Yeah. I mean, they're they're not like in, in major leagues where they have a you know, a boat motor in their rusty hot tub level, you know, and traveling on a prop propeller plane, but they are notoriously cheap. They just I mean, we're talking about this earlier. They have fifty million in cap space and all their draft picks. They just we've said this before. When it comes to quarterbacks, a lot of times it's just can you suck at the right time? And they sucked, and Joe Burrow was available. You yeah. know, well, and they and he he sucked them all the way to a Super Bowl appearance. He did in so, his second uh, year. Yeah, so they're zero and two in uh, Super Bowls. Oh, oh no, Zach Taylor is zero and two in Super Bowls when he was, I guess, the quarterbacks coach for the Rams when they lost to the Patriots. So they're talking to now. Mm-hmm. So, ding-dong of the week, Lucas, Blaine. I know Vernon Hargraves is going to be probably making an appearance on a lot of people's ding-dong of the week. Again, if you want to join the ding-dong discussion, you can. uh, Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. You can join in the Zone TV chat. You can tweet us at Blaine and Mickey. Who you got ding-dong-wise, boys? Got to be Quentin Spain for me. Uh, It's a no-brainer. It's a (laughs) no-brainer for me. They really made it easy on us, didn't they, last night with Quentin Spain and Vernon Hargraves for this segment? But Mm -hmm. Quentin Spain tweeting... I mean, almost immediately, probably as soon as he got to his phone after the game, didn't do bleep all game on me. I know y'all was watching and waiting for me to mess up. So for a guy on a unit that the Bengals made the Super Bowl in spite of, right, not because of, they made the Super Bowl in spite of their issues up front, basically saying, yeah, we allowed six sacks. None of them were on me, though. Those were all my teammates. Those were the guys next to me. They allowed all those sacks. Well, they individually attack him, so he can't bring his teammates into it. I mean... (laughs) I mean, end of the day, if you're going to speak on social media, you got to live up to when you don't do well, whether it's one play or not. That's what happens when you open your big blab you know. So don't do no talking, then nobody going to be really paying attention to you besides, oh, man, 67 missed the block on that last play. 
Yeah, people are going to forget all about that play. But nope, since you spoke, everybody's going to always remember that play. You got to be careful on that social media. It's uh, good and bad, I'm sure. I, I just have one since everybody mentioned all the ones that I had. And that was, I'm going to go with the referees in this game. And I, I'm, I'm going to put a check mark by that in this our star because I thought the refereeing was pretty good until maybe like fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They were letting the guys play. Yep. And then they start calling the pass interference. They didn't call the face mask on a Jalen Ramsey. Guys were jumping off sides or lining up off sides. They weren't calling it. The offensive linemen were false starting. They weren't calling it. Before the, I mean, and the, it was delay a game a couple times on both sides of the ball. They did not call it. I mean, there was some time. If you're watching the game closely, they missed some things there that uh, maybe could have impacted the game. So I'm just, that's that was my last one. It was just kind of on my radar. I don't know if they really deserve a ding dong, but I'm going to give them a ding dong since you guys took all the really good ding dongs. <laughs> yeah, Quinn Spain and, you know, you know, Hartgraves was my number one, though. Oh, oh, I'm going to put this in the ding-dong category, even though it's not worthy of it. And that is, and this is crazy, insane quarterback play by Stafford in the low-look pass. That is incredible. He threw a dig route uh, to Cooper Cup, and he didn't even look at him in a live game. Like, and he's done it before, but it was in the Super Bowl. Sorry, it's different. A lot at stake, and it was a on point on the money. I'm like, man, it wasn't a sharp pass either. This thing went at least 15, 20 yards in a game. I'm, I'm sorry, man. That That is wow. He was looking at was linebacker who was in the flat. Yeah. He looked at him and threw looked down the him middle. to his right and then threw right down past him to his left down the middle. Yeah, that was that was crazy. You ever get that done to you? Where somebody where no somebody no looked you like that? Led you somewhere with their eyes mm-hmm. and then threw somewhere they weren't looking to a guy on no. the dead run. It goes against all my rules. No, because <laughs> because the reason why I say that being in the safety, we're reading not his head, which is mostly what everybody's doing. Right. You're reading his shoulders. Right. Because you can't throw that way. Your shoulders tell you where you're throwing, not your head. Right. Because you can look me off. And Stafford does a great job of that, by the way. Every single time he almost threw the ball, he looked one way and came back another. He knew where he was going with the ball. Yeah. So your shoulder's telling So he's trying to get you to weave out a character. So you got to study him and say, nope, I'm going to stay in my pedal as a safety because he's, he could de- deceive me yeah. uh, because he can come right back and throw it somewhere else. So shoulders tell you where you're going to go, not your head. Well, he boy, he sure got some. He, that was, he did that in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. He's done it before <laughs> exactly. with Detroit, but nobody really cared. But, <laughs> man, that that is pretty – he is a phenomenal talent, too, by the way. Orm talent, uh, which is special. Not you know he's kind of now equaling that talent with a Super Bowl ring, and uh, you know we'll see if he gets back to another Super Bowl. I think it's a no brainer that he's going to have a shot of getting in the hall. Now he may not be first ballot or anything like that, but uh, he gets another one and puts him on a nice little run over these next two or three years. That's going to be pretty impressive. Had his win stats a little bit, maybe make a Pro Bowl or two. He's only made one. Let's go with the phone line, 615-737-1045. Scott in Springfield, I think, wants to continue this ref discussion. What's going yeah, go on, ahead. Scott? Hey, guys, great show as usual. Hey, no, I, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, they was letting them play, and they I was were. glad to see that. Mm-hmm. But that last call, even the two announcers, when they kept replaying it, that way, you know, and they were going down there to score, and I think that was – I think that might have been the – 
turning point, and maybe not the turning point, but the, it, it it give them a first down and put them down there close. So, mm-hmm. you know, who knows? But but you know, if you're gonna let them play, let them play. Right, but that was way. obviously not a not a uh, mm-hmm. not something to be called in a playoff game after you've done been letting them play the whole game. Yeah. I hang up, and listen to y'all's thoughts. Thank you guys. Yeah, I completely agree with that, and that's why I say the referees because if you're gonna call it one way the whole entire game and then you wait till the fourth quarter now to start making these calls, then no, man, that's that's not good. Uh, and as much as I loved it, they let him play. Hey, let him get, let, let him play even more in the fourth quarter. Uh, and uh, he's talking about, I think, the uh, Wilson, 55, Logan Wilson, I think is his name, Wilson. Who uh, had a great game. Who he is. I really like his talents. And when you watch him on tape when, they, when I was studying him uh, playing the Titans, he's not only a great run supporter, he's a great cover middle linebacker as well. He is going to get paid big time whenever his contract is up. He can do both really well. I love his skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that actually the Titans have a player like that on their team. They can do both really well to that level. Yeah, I think Long probably is the closest. But remember, they said he could cover and he can cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jayon Brown can cover, but then you know he can't play the run. Oh well, then when he got here, he was like he can't cover. How can he not cover? He was a safety compared to safety. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's get uh, let's get RJ. And Phoenix checking in with the ding dong. RJ, did you go to the golf tournament, ma'am? I'm not gonna lie, dude. Hey, RJ. Yep, he was busy. Well, Here we gotta put him on. What about what did you he guys think about on. Zach Taylor going forward on fourth down early in the game, and they didn't get it? Remember, I think that was the one where the linebacker fifty tipped it, and Jalen was right behind there to even make a play on it. If it did happen on uh, Chase, Jamar Chase, I thought that was kind of risky too. And he had somebody open on a wheel route, right? right? Yep. The, it, uh, well, it wasn't a real route on that one. It was uh, the flare route or the back. Okay. He was open though, yeah, right, because that's where the linebacker was going to get him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and Burrow missed some plays in the game. By the way, he, he missed the running back on a wheel route down the sideline, I, overthrew him. I, I wouldn't have gone for it there. I mean, yeah, there's I a feeling out period in a game, and I get. The younger, the the Chargers coach, that dude would have gone for it. it, it well, some of the analytics are telling those guys to go for to it. To go too. for it. But uh-huh. sometimes, and, and I get it, because when guys go, well, we just did it because that's what people always do. And we go, well, that's not. I think there are some reasons that you do things because that's the way you've always done them. The last thing I want to do is give the Rams and Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup, and short at that time, field. OBJ. Yeah. I don't want to mm-hmm. give them a short field early. Let me see what I can see and learn what I can learn. But also, let me punt them down to like the four-yard line and just see now what can happen. Make them earn it and down the field. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's play a little field position football if we have to. I, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I'm way there. With but you. I told you, I wouldn't go for two unless it was like three minutes left in the game, and that's the only way I could win a game is to go for two. I would never do it early in the game. Oh, you're referencing the, 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 the Titans. Yes, I'm going things. back to that. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I know. I, I, because I didn't have – and I get what you're talking about there. I, I didn't have an issue because it's one yard. And if yeah. you, you're going for all the marbles and we're trying to win the game, I get it at the end. But I was cool with it. If one yard, we're supposed to be a physical, dominating team. We got the king back. So we can't get one yard, man. We're probably not going to win this game. And they didn't. And then they later, they needed one yard and couldn't get they it did. on two plays. Mm-hmm. And the identity of this team is, hey, man, we can run for one yard. And three times they couldn't. Uh, Colt in Memphis wants to talk about these officials. Colt, thank you for calling. Hey, guys, thanks. So on on the officials, obviously the, the pass interference, everybody's talking about that. And maybe you've talked about this already, so so I apologize. But on that same play, the, the whole defensive line from the Rams were offside, and I went back and watched. Right. It, like, yeah. it wasn't yeah. even, wasn't even close. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And 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 the other one I've got, and maybe not as big of an issue, 
is the the Bengals receivers are catching balls and going out of bounds under two minutes, and the clock just kept running. Nobody's saying anything. Coaches aren't saying anything. The officials aren't saying anything. So I just thought that was that was pretty wild. Nobody said anything about that. Final thing, third down and one. Titans did it. It drives me crazy. Getting in shotgun and short yardage situations. Yeah. Goodness gracious, can we stop doing that? Yeah. yeah. With you. With you. And I, you can give me clarity on the, the going out of bounds. I did notice that. But the clock, I thought, was supposed to pause until if they get a first down. But if they don't get a first down inside of two minutes, I think they keep the clock going. I'm not sure if that's the actual rule there because I, I used to always say that, like, why is the clock still running inside of two minutes? Now, if they get a first down, they have to pause it and wait till they move the chains, and then they start the clock back up. I think that's how it is. I'm, I, if, if I'm wrong, please call in and, and tell me. That I'm wrong, but I because I did notice that, and I kept on saying, "Well, dang, is that the rule?" I, I kind of was going back to because I always thought the clock stops whenever you go out of bounds. Yeah, under two minutes, minutes, I thought it just stopped until you ran another play. Now during the game, it no, stops if you get a first down. If you get a okay, that's what I'm saying. Maybe we'll look over the break uh, to make sure that uh, to see the rule because I did notice exactly what the caller's talking about. I did see at one point on one of the Bengals' last plays, uh, I don't remember who caught the ball. He was tackled. Out of bounds. Like, he forced it. He got thrown, but by the time he finished getting thrown, he landed out of bounds. And the official gave the... Whoa, keep it going. Because the, he called him down before he, called him he down. got slammed. But mm-hmm. at that time, I don't. Th- I think they did stop the clock. It was like 47 seconds. Did they? And, and they did hold the clock that time. So I thought, why is he telling him to put the clock? That guy got thrown out of bounds. Yeah. But it, did, it looked like the clock stopped on that one. But... Yeah, so maybe it does. I I, I don't know. I, I was really perplexed. <laughs> I was too busy eating my jacuzzi board. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, dang, was that? Why is it clocking? <laughs> All right. Uh, the last two Super Bowl winners have something in common with the Tennessee Titans. But the Titans have to do something to keep that thing in common with those two Super Bowl winners. We're going to finish up with that next. You look confused, but I will I will shed some light on this next. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Uh, we're doing Ding Dong of the Week like we do every Monday. Um, my other Ding Dong of the Week was, I know a lot of good people who are associated with Auburn. Heck, I got a lot of friends who coached on the staff, including the guy who was the head coach there, Gus Malzahn. Uh, but as we've been discussing for this, this was my other Ding Dong. Besides- and Bryson Arson, I mean, who you said uh, was at Arkansas State, you knew a lot about the whole situation that he was never – Going to get fired. Uh, yeah, there. there was a report from some blogger who was a Razorback blogger who reported he was about to get fired, that he'd missed a news conference. I was at the news conference that he didn't miss. I was there, and they said he's staying. It was on the same day that Freeze and Malzon had left a year and two years of the day before him, and they had a news conference, and the mascot was there and took pictures with Harson. And then uh, the next day or the day after that, it was within like 40 hours, Chris Peterson left uh, Boise, and, and Harson was gone. Yeah, your buddy Terry Mahajer also kind of called that out on Twitter. Yes. Barrett Salee quoted it. He was like, Barrett, this is not true. <laughs> yes. he. Yeah, Mickey had talked about it briefly. I don't know if you did it on air or off air. It might be like Wednesday or Thursday yeah, that that it, wasn't that, true. That's not true. Right. But people get all caught up in the, the the story, and in reality, they were trying to smear him to trying to find a way to get out of that contract. It's that's not it. they were going to have to pay him a slew of money. 
Uh, they even uh, had an addendum put into the, the actual contracts of their coaches, I guess. Or that if you don't cooperate, employees. he was on vacation, and yeah. they put they someone created a document and added it, like Blaine said, that said if you don't cooperate with the uh, uh, investigation, then you can be fired with cause. They tried. And like the ink wasn't even dry on that when Arson saw it. Like really, I was on vacation. Yeah, if I was Arson. I, I would make sure that. I did my best coaching job here this year or next year and tried to get the heck up out of there. Yep. Yeah. Because you've hand, you've handicapped him, right? Yep. Moving mm-hmm. forward, recruiting. Oh, how in the Bringing world. in assistants. Yeah. Wow, I want to go into that situation. Another assistant left, uh, I think, also. Yeah, they lost like a linebacker's coach today to, to the NFL, NFL team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He has to be so livid. All of that just to not fire me and make my job harder for the next year so you can fire me a year from now. I, I called somebody real close to me who knew the Harson situation well, and I said, and I'll get to this Titans fact I haven't forgotten. I said, um, did I miss something about Harson? Because I, he's, he's, he's a guy from out west, so he's not southern. He's not southern, so he's different. He, he wasn't a southern guy, wasn't a southern coach, had never lived down south. And the guy said, I said, I remember him coming to me and asking questions and what can I do better? How can, he said, you remember like five games in, he went back to running Gus Malzahn's offense with the one holdover coach and let him call plays, and then they started a win streak. Do you know who that was? Eli Drinkwitz. That was the start of the legend of Drinkwitz. Harson's offense wasn't working with the players that he Somebody inherited. At Arkansas State. Yes, at Arkansas State. So like five games in, he went to Drinkwitz and said, I'll let you call the plays with what you guys ran because the – my systems. I, I don't have the guys yet that I recruited to run my system. Let's run the old system. Well, they wanted. They that wanted. Means it's more important to win than him being right. That's what it tells you. That's it. And they won the Sun Belt that, he's that year. Mm-hmm. They won the Sun Belt. Uh, they went on and won the Sun Belt and played in the GoDaddy Bowl again. We were regulars down there. But he went to <laughs> Eli Drinkwitz and said, "It's all yours. Call last year's plays. Run last year's system. My system. Does, I, I'll have to get my guys in there." He wound up leaving after one year. But they won the, as Mahadra said in the tweet, this isn't true. We won the conference. We were excited to have him come back for that's, another year. It's laughable about that. He's going to get fired after winning the Sun Belt. That's why you need to make sure everybody does their homework before they think something's about to happen. Hey, he still and they still could have fired him, but he would have got all of his salary. wouldn't have been justified. He's yeah. still got to hire an OC now. Yeah. Who's going to go down there and work? Hey, man. We're going to be out of here in a year. They're yeah. going to find a way to fire us this year unless mm-hmm. we win 10 games and beat Alabama. Well, you're going to have to call his own place. Yeah. I'm just throwing this out you to about the OC job. He said, but you can just, <laughs> you can just stand there and I'll make all the calls. Well, I helped him find wood for fire pits and stuff like that. <laughs> what if he'd beaten Alabama? How much of this discussion do you think we're having? Ooh. Probably none of it. If he beat yeah. and they and they and they, they had him. they had him. They I watched that game intently too. Sorry, that. local Tennessee Bama fans, but they had him. They had him. They let him off the hook. Yeah. Yeah. Denny Green said. <laughs> Last two teams to win the Super Bowl. What do they have in in common with the Titans? In common with the Titans. Which is Tampa Bay and the Rams. Yep. What do they have in common with the Titans? The team with the best blank won the Super Bowl the last two years in that game. Which position group? Pass rush. Def- Ooh, defensive yeah. line. Well. well, guess what? And I wrote that can the Titans actually afford to let Landry walk? Because you wrecked shop against the Rams, and you wrecked shop against the Bengals with with that defensive front. 
And next year, the battle star that is Bud Dupree will be fully operational. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, like it's a Star a, Wars. He was a robot. <laughs> well, I mean, he's like a battle. Witness the power of this fully like operational that. battle star. Like I'm quoting that. Star Wars Ooh, here. I'm know. totally nerd now. But next year, that battle star should be fully operational. So whatever it costs you to keep Bud Dupree, two teams have won the Super Bowl by having fantastic. They did other things, too. Their quarterbacks make clutch throws and other good things happen. But the Rams could run the ball. They kept running. They ran it for like 1.9 yards of carry. They tried to establish the run. Finally, Stafford was like, I'm throwing to cup on every play. <laughs> they just did it. And then the one time they didn't throw it to him, like you said, they ran sideways with him till he saw a crease on fourth down and ran for like seven yards on fourth and one. Everybody knew Cooper Cup was getting the ball. And on the last play, everybody knew Aaron Donald was coming. As Blaine pointed out, you know, you could have double teamed him. Well, they tried to. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he went right around Spain in the other center. I think came a little late and was like, uh-oh, too late. Somebody <laughs> has a freeze frame of Spain. Like, he's set up in his blocking stance, and Aaron Donald is two feet past him. Yeah, like, like, he, <laughs> like, what? He's looking in the opposite direction. Like, like, he was a shapeshifter. Like, Aaron Donald was there and then just shapeshifted around him and reformed on the other side. He teleported. He did. <laughs> Somebody told a story once that Gale Sayers split in half during a game and then he reformed on the other side of a tackler. I think that's what Aaron Donald did to Spain. Oh, speaking of that, man, teleport, man. When that, that commercial where the uh, former and current players coming through the uh, TV and then sweetness at the end jumping back through the TV was awesome. The Derrick Henry, Stephon, yeah, Dion. <laughs> that was great. I Boy, when that. sweetness showed up, though, that took that thing to a whole Oh, look at you. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to talk about the halftime show. The halftime show and commercials, we would definitely be on that tomorrow. Yeah, we got to get into a little more Super Bowl but, stuff. But Mickey's so. got to make sure he brings his jacuzzi board tomorrow. I may bring one for you. I'm going to buy a tiny <laughs> one just for us tomorrow. Maybe I'll do. We'll bring. We'll come in early and share some grapes since with he, Buck. Since, he, <laughs> since you don't, you don't like cheese. Share some honey and nuts with <laughs> grapes. With I'll Buck. bring the cheese. <laughs> well, you don't cut it. Uh, we got, we got to go. In the meantime, no in, in between, between time. time. See you tomorrow. Peace. Peace.